Hello and welcome to another episode of The Testing Peers. Tonight we're asking the question, what is test leadership? We're joined by two of the usual crew and a familiar face. David. Hello. Russell. Hello. And Shay. Hey, how's it going? And I'm Simon. Before we start, we are delighted that Saffron QA continued to sponsor the podcast. Saffron QA is a specialist in testing recruitment, offering permanent contract and a newly developed retained recruitment service. More details can be found in the show notes, or please reach out to Ben directly to find out more. And uh, taking the part of uh, Mr. Bantz tonight is Shay. Hey, everyone. Right. So got to remember how this goes right um so we, yeah we're talking about test leadership tonight so the opener is if you could meet any leader in history who would you want to meet and why wow that's tough that's a big one i know i know i mean you know it's a, it's a, there's there's a lot of history to choose from right dropped a mic I and mean, walked off yeah, yeah you know it could be it could be caesar at two but uh you know, probably not. You probably and, didn't and know much about what, testing. Because it doesn't have to be political, does it? It can be No. There are so there are many great leaders. There are also many great uh, leaders you want to just walk up and give a slap to, hey? I was you thinking know. a few of those as well. Tony <laughs> yeah, Blair did spring to mind, but of all the people that I wasn't gonna waste it on the slap. So yeah, it's hard, isn't it? I mean, I you know, I I've I've put that out there and I've I've gone well. You know, I I don't even know who I'd go for. I mean, I'm 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 quite a fan of uh, a lot of the quotes and sayings of Winston Churchill. I think of his time, he was a, he was an, an incredible leader, and uh, he he did what he had to do for the country at the time. There's a, you know there's some criticisms for him, but would be that would they, would he be the guy that I want to go go and chat with, chat to and say, hey, you know, let's have a beer, bro, and let's talk about leadership? <clears throat> Probably not. So for me, my first instinct was Nelson Mandela. I think that he would be I he seemed so so such a nice genuine guy for all the hardship they went through and I'd, I'd quite like to have a conversation with like to have had a conversation um with him because I think that I would have probably learned a lot uh from him yeah I would have said Nelson Mandela as well I mean the other option that comes to my head um and I've read read both of his books as or two of his books have been really inspirational for me would be Barack Obama um, because again, maybe not to the same level as Mandela, but there was definitely sort of some level of adversity there that he's sort of shown that it, there is there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and you know, he made some very sort of strong and bold decisions and and what have you during his time in power. So yeah, for me, if I can't choose Mandela, I would have chosen Barack Obama. Interesting yeah. the style of leaders we're choosing. I'm thinking because mine would be Gandhi. Um, mm. Similar thing, though, it's just about inclusion. It's about kind of um, freedom. It's about kind of, um, I guess, pacifist in a way, kind of working towards that kind of opening the worlds up and doing it in a way that empowered people. Wow, really, really interesting. You know, and, and, and you know, you're talking about adversity there as well and people overcoming yeah. adversity. I mean, mine's mine's not necessarily that. I, I think um, I'd love to um, hang out with Neil Armstrong. You know, what a guy. Um, one of my favourite podcasts that I listen to is 13 Minutes to the Moon, which is the last 13 minutes of the Apollo landing. And uh, this guy, he had to free fly 
a, a something that had never been tested that close to the moon in that way before uh, to land on the moon and uh, but also showed amazing leadership and 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 courage so that for me is uh, is somebody I'd love to meet and and a tester hey he was he was a test pilot straight out yeah, of the box absolutely. you know absolutely <laughs> that sounds like one hell of a test in production yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there we go <laughs> rock and roll let's get stuck in guys cool so uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we've we've obviously talked about testing quite a lot on this podcast, and we've had our we've had a dabble in leadership topics as well. But when you bring them both together, what do we mean by test leadership? Where do we want to start? Beginning. Don't all rush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How, yeah. How do you, how, you know what? How do you get into test leadership? I'll do I'll do a little a little uh, you know drawing from my nine out of ten testers stuff. I'll do a little, little quick little story time about how I got into test leadership, and maybe maybe that we can riff from there. What do you reckon? Yeah, sounds good. Go for it. Okay, so twenty four years ago, I started. Uh, I I got asked to do some uh, some computer games testing to to help out a mate, and I bust a gut. And uh, three months later, three months into my career, my first job like serious job out of university out of failed university um i got made a leader i got made a test lead thrown in there and uh no help no nothing and just went right you're leader of these three guys now there's no help no nothing so what i did was i basically mimicked the leaders that i saw around me my test lead or my the leader of uh, the qa lead in um in the computer games company i was in and he was a little bit of a tyrant, so I was a bit of a tyrant. So I just got chucked in. Looking back, not the greatest way to do it, you know. But I, and I spent a lot of my career just continuing to do that, mimic the leaders around me to try and find my way, find my journey. And uh, I think, thankfully, I didn't muck up too many people's careers. But you know. It's not the greatest way to start, is it? Just being chucked in and uh, left to see if you can sink or swim. I think there are two different types of test leadership, actually. There's exactly as Shay's done and, and what I've done is sort of line management of, of people and inspiring testers or tra- and helping train them and coach them. However, there is the sort of test leadership of po- processes and the the sort of management of the actual test itself uh and what they're actually doing which doesn't actually necessarily have to have a a direct line management as part of that so there are two different types of test leadership that we could actually discuss in this podcast i would say there's actually three because i also think (laughs) there's the thought leadership side of testing as well there's the you know the people that speak out to talk about the industry and and trying to bring others on that journey that aren't necessarily in their direct line management or um, process management within their company that they're, they're trying to make the world a better place in the testing world. And you class that, I mean, maybe that's wider than just test leadership, but in the context of what they're sharing and talking about, that could be seen as another form of leadership. And that links probably in some ways closer to the icons we mentioned in the, in the banter of, of, of how they portrayed leadership it was all about the the bluster of what they were putting outwards rather than the the internal cogs that they were building on the inside. 
I think it's interesting because obviously we talked about three things. I think there's four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> there I think there's <laughs> hundreds. Of, um, because it, it comes back down to what what do you define as leadership? Yeah, um, I absolutely you know, agree. We didn't say that. To me, yeah. there is line management sort of leadership, uh, you know, where you're actually told you're in charge of people, but there's ones where actually you're um, you're followed. No hmm. one actually has to, but you're leading them because you're the person they look up to for guidance. And there's formal, informal, semi-formal ways of doing that, mentorship, training. There's lots of different models. Um, and I guess when we talk about in test leadership, we're talking about, I guess, that broad spectrum. We're not probably really, unless we want to right now, defining one way is the right way. I think when we talk about leadership, it is obviously about um, other people. I think that's the point and how you as an individual interact with other people, be it as a line manager, a visionary, a thought leader, um, all these different things. Test leadership is the people in testing who, I guess, have some sort of following for whatever reason. Um, and I guess we should delve into those reasons. We should try and understand them. Maybe to line up our stories, as Shay already has. Yeah, I think I think what's very clear is... And, and you know, a nod to Chris, given he's he's not with us tonight on Who's this he? podcast. He's dead to <laughs> us. forgotten already. Um, <laughs> is um, you know, it is very context specific. You can be a test leader in one place, and then you move to another place, and you're not quite. You could still be leading in some form, but it may not be the same level of test leadership you had before. It may be different. Um, it can be a job title. It doesn't have to be. That's the absolutely thing, yeah. exactly mm. that. Um, and that's the other key thing that we can talk about is leadership doesn't mean you have to have the manager or lead job title. You can be a leader without having the word in your title. Um, and that, I think that's a crucial part as well. I think that's really important for people in their careers as they come through is to understand that you don't necessarily have to have the word lead in your title to be able to um start on your leadership journey and and one of the things i i always call it as a journey because you know um it's one of those things you you never reach the apex but you you you're walking a long road um and you know russell said about about followers and things like that there's a fantastic youtube video which is um was shown on the institute and leadership management course that i went on which was this guy dancing in the middle of the field and then as soon as he got his first follower all of a sudden loads of other people joined him on dance. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. And you know, it's stuck with me forever. And uh, you know, I hope maybe in the show notes you guys can link to it because it's such an example of of leadership. You can be out there and and dangling it all about, but until you have somebody who's uh, who's who's there with you on your on the same journey as you, you're not a leader. Um but that guy standing in the middle of the field, he wasn't he didn't have leaders, uh, you know wasn't above his head uh, i am i'm a lead people followed him because he had a great idea and you know it's one of those things of like in the workplace if you've got something that you're passionate about and somebody else is passionate about all of a sudden you may find yourself as the leader of that passion and you can be aware of uh, if you're aware of that then you can bring people along with you and make uh, make actual changes i think you've highlighted a really key point and but i also think that each individual has to live by or recognize their own values and live by them all the time. And once you once you are settled in what you feel you're capable of or what you believe in, 
as long as you live by those values, then you can start to influence. And, and a bit like the test leadership is it's inf- starting that influence, you know, getting people on board, not and and holding up to those values and make, you know, calling out people that don't live to those values if they're if they're accepted values, because then people if you hold those convictions and you know can stand by them and justify them then actually people will start to listen and hopefully respect you for that and it's part of that respect that then people will then go all right okay that's that's quite a good thing to say i would also say that also choose your words don't be all the uh sort of don't be too showboaty and full of words you know we've all know people who spout them off and just love the sound of their own voices and just talk and talk and talk and you lose the point of what they're saying in the noise the best leaders are the ones that think about what they say and then justify what they say and and I love people in meetings where they not the noisy ones but the quiet ones who can just in a sentence summarize what people have been waffling on for 25 minutes and succinctly say it and and you then believe them because actually they've they've assessed everything that's happened and summarized it very simply and they they're the people to actually listen to because actually they have a better understanding than the people with all the noise so i think you for me you've hit on the number one skill for a good leader it's not about communi- not about external communicating yourself it's about that active listening being able to listen to what's go- what's being said to you, being able to understand it, um, digest it, and come up with a, a, like you say, a succinct way of, of, of articulating it or being able to action it in a way that, you know, you've taken everyone's thoughts into account um, when you step forward. And, that, and that's, you know, that's where the testing bit comes in as well. You know, to be a good tester sometimes, it's about actively listening and digesting information. So that's where, you know, test leadership can come together in some ways i think it's interesting that because i worry a little bit about us assuming what characteristics and use a pattern <laughs> a little bit about what good leaders are because that, i think there's something about being being able to cut through um waffle to kind of get to the point i think there's something good about that but the mechanism that people get there some people can be ones that draw a whiteboard some people can be the quiet listeners we should be careful about kind of i guess typecasting certain things too much it's ultimately the outcome that we care about the mechanisms to get to the outcomes can vary by different leadership styles but it is making sure that there is that clear message at the end there is that clarity because people don't follow waffle they do follow a clear instruction so it's clear about getting there but everyone has a different process to get there i think i think you're right i think there's also something around it's not necessarily about getting things done it's about how you get there as well how you bring people on that journey and how you make them feel and, and all that kind of stuff but yeah you're right then empowering social enterprise getting people involved in the activity it, you know it's not a top down necessarily in my world it's trying to get people involved um those sorts of things i was just thinking before when we picked some of the leaders we were talking about at the very start a lot of those people didn't start off as leaders they started off as individuals with a passion with a care with a drive something that mattered to them and that led them to become leaders if you see what i mean they became people looked up to them in their communities Mm. and it grew and grew and you know some became presidents prime uh, prime ministers 
you know, led independence, changed the entire political system in South Africa. You know, huge things happened from these people, but they just started with a, a purpose, a goal, and the way they communicate, the way they engaged with people, people started following them. And it's interesting how often leaders are kind of created, I guess, versus just given a title. The best ones I know had a journey versus just became an MP last week, that sort of thing. Yeah, and you know what? We all we all chose we, we all chose people from quite a quite a while ago. And you know, nobody said, "Ah, oh, have know. you seen the current political situation?" Well, no, I'm, I, no. Look, <laughs> I'm not getting into politics. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about uh, leaders who inspire us, and you know, there there are. If 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 we thought hard enough, we could probably find some current leaders who 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 we'd sort of go, "Okay, this is cool." Uh, again, not talking about politics. There's that whole sort of like you know nowadays there's there's so many sort of websites about uh, how to become a leader or ten ways to be better leader or you know I get up at five a.m. In, in the morning and that makes me a leader kind of kind of kind of junk whole journey these people came came through you know Mandela ah oh, what a journey uh, Obama what a journey Gandhi well famously what a bloody journey and you know Neil Armstrong left the bloody left the bloody planet to that's a journey and a half all jokes aside you know the, the, the these people came up nobody's none of these guys sort of woke up and went you know what i want to be today i want to be a leader you know it's, there's there's none of that sort of like you know tomorrow i'm going to lead a country it's um it is that kind of like they started on a journey they had an idea and then all of a sudden there was somebody behind them going mate i've got you let's 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 do this together sort of circling back around it's like how 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 do we how do we inspire somebody to become a leader how do we how do we bring somebody who may not even know they, they've got leadership in them how do we bring somebody into this into this fold into this this onto this journey that we're all on it's a crazy one isn't it very good question so i guess it's as other leaders out there other people recognizing the people that we see as leaders so people that you see lead others in the thought process their actions people that take take um a lead voice in the meeting like david said before the people that cut through kind of the 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 circles that people go around to the point and that other people respect and listen up to and i guess helping find a platform helping encourage that platform helping enable them to have their voice heard uh and to have that influence and to to see it in themselves to have the confidence that comes from that as well because it is confidence a lot of people I know are leaders, have imposter syndrome massively. They don't feel that they know. And it's obviously us as other people, not necessarily leaders, but as just people, being able to articulate to them, share their impact they're having to us, why we follow, why we listen, so that actually that can build their confidence, their skills. Um, we can tell what worked, what didn't, like waffling Russell right now. I have to say that's one of the, one of the biggest um, learnings in, in my um, leadership journey was that majority of other people in leadership positions also have imposter syndrome and also have it badly and to the point where it can be quite crippling. And for a while, I had it. There's an incredible podcast episode by uh, Matthew Said about 
alter egos uh where famously um so uh rafa nadal has his um, alter ego that he has to put on before he gets on onto the court beyonce had sasha fierce who was her alter ego to allow her to get on stage i <laughs> i'm not putting myself in the same group as these people but when i first started uh, networking at the london tester gathering i had to put on a um an alter ego to be able to just walk through the door to be Shay, the networker, um, uh, you know, and the leader and things like that. And since then, similar to what Beyonce has talked about in her biographies and stuff, that has become part of me. That networking persona, that that persona that I put on is now part of me. But I, I tell you what, the imposter syndrome, I didn't realize I had it until I spoke to somebody and they just went, oh, yeah. And I'm like, God, I, I'm you're a leader I look up to. And you're 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 like sitting there telling me like, you're talking to me right now with imposter syndrome, like standing on your shoulder. And, and I'm like, but but you're so sure of yourself. And and so, yeah, you know, that's incredible how many how many leaders just sort of sit there and go, yeah, I'm, I'm suffering, bro. Completely agree. I think there are a couple of things that come up. I'd like to pick up on Russell's bit is that respect. I th- as a leader, you need to gain the respect of people around you. And that can come from a variety of different things. So we've mentioned about, um, you know, listening skills, but also I think it's also knowing or understanding sort of enough about the situation so that as a leader, you don't necessarily need to know all the idiot, it, all the parts to it. You don't need to know the the minute details, but you need to know enough that's going on so that you can empower other people in order to do it. And as that success as you breed success then you get that sort of respect from people and that allows you to then increase your your understanding on your leadership and and also because you increase your understanding actually then gives you a broader picture to have better understanding of, of what you're actually doing and the other thing i would say as part of that is being able to empower and and allow people to thrive under you or you know as as part of your leadership strategy is to give people the ability to question you to you know criticize you to a certain extent or give feedback to, so and you take that on board because we are all fallible we all make mistakes and it, it's what we do with those mistakes as learning opportunities rather than just being blase of i'm always right because actually there will come a fall and people will will want you to fail potentially if you're always that particular uh, type of person yeah I, I think you're right and i think you know circling back around to the whole thing of of test leadership i think we i know we're not in a unique situation but testing inevitably is always one of those disciplines that we feel isn't very well understood and it isn't you know seen in the same light as others so as leaders in that discipline there is that extra incentive to try and raise the bar and persuade people the importance of what we do and how we do it. So the influencing piece is, is, is massive along with the respect pieces. You have to build that ability to get testing at that table, to get people to understand the importance of testing. And, and I'll go back to when I first became a test lead, even before I became a test lead, when I was, I was sort of, semi-scrum master, semi-senior tester in the team. It was just that case of being the one that was willing to step up and 
step the head above the parapet and go, hang on a minute, are you sure you want to do that? Is that the right thing to do? I don't think we should do that. Or no, I'm not, I'm not happy with that. And 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 suddenly people go, oh, oh, okay. He's he's said, I, I'm gonna get behind going, yeah, you know, we're behind time and we're gonna continue with that. And then the, the you get the respect and the influence and it's it's it snowballs. And I think that's that's the kind of thing for a leader full stop. It's it's that first step of putting your head above something and going, hang on a minute, or yeah, I agree with that, I'm gonna push this forward, or making the decision that someone else isn't going to make. You don't become a leader without starting on a leadership journey in a way, do you? It's uh, it's important. Exactly. Um, and no, and nobody can give you can give you a badge and say right well done you're a leader because that's not how it works. You you kind of have to want it or you kind of have to be walking that journey. I mean, yeah, want it, maybe not some people have leadership thrust upon them, don't they? I think I think that support thing is very important though. It's like if you, if you are watching somebody either into, in, inside your organization or within your peer group or, or extended group of friends, etc., and you see them on that journey, I think it's really important to support them. Because one of the things that I never had earlier on in my in my leadership journey was any support. So you know w- what I was doing. man you know as i said micromanaging uh ranting trying to you know promise it you know and i was trying to be the yes guy up and the and 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 the and the yes guy down but uh in the end i was i was satisfying nobody but without until i got a leader who who gave me support and just sort of said hey look i back you um but also I'll, I'll I'll pull you pull you up when you when when I think you just you're diverting from the the main message here. I I, I really was you know just in the woods, and having somebody to support you from from who's who's also a leader is really important. I think I think especially for young leaders for up and coming leaders. Yeah, no, I I I agree with you, and and I think you know there's there's lots of there's lots of, of um positives about having that really influence influential leader that, that supports you and backs you i think there's also a, something to be said for having experienced bad leadership and learning the lessons of of what not to do or mm. having a leader that's riled you up so much that you've actually developed resilience and fight and stuff that you didn't realize you needed but actually it gives you that grit that enables you to make decisions that are Maybe not as popular as, as as you you know you can't always be best friends everyone around you you have to have that and sometimes that grit doesn't come from having you know the amazing influential positive person that you're working for you you get that from from living adversity and we go back to what we talked about with our our, our inspirational leaders at the start you know it's never leadership isn't a single track happy path it is a very windy road with lots of diversions lots of you know um chances to go off piste and and get lost in the woods and and find your way back onto the main road again i'd highlight a couple of points there that actually with leadership we need to not surround ourselves by yes men or or people that won't challenge us the best leaders are surround themselves with people that will be challenged by the people around them and I think that's really important. I think, yeah, some flower leadership, you don't want people that just look up to them, follow you around, whatever you say, you want to avoid that if you can. 
let's bring this back towards testing again to a degree. I was just thinking before, we've talked very broadly about leading. And I think that's because it's actually a really broad subject. Um, and obviously in testing, we put that in the topic that we we're talking about. And good test leaders, in my head, aren't influencing testing. Just they're influencing the what we build, the why we build, the how we build. They are kind of the ones that we done another episode about glue work. They're joining things together. They're facilitating. Good leaders aren't just making sure their own title area, domain, all right, they're looking after the people and they're actually trying to think about the end goal, the, the, the purpose of the point um, in the long run. Now, sometimes you're actually just worrying about the person in front of you. That person doesn't have to be with, is a test leader, wouldn't have to be a tester. If you see someone who is a developer who's upset, supporting them is just as good a test leadership as is anything else. And it's about sometimes we put prefixes, domains and areas, and we get um, siloed, domain specific. We care about our own world only. It's my problem. Some leader somewhere else has said that I must improve testing. Therefore, I will influence the people I'm the leader of directly that listen to me. And we get caught sometimes in these bubbles of our own making and not deliberately, accidentally usually. Uh, and we need to obviously think that testing is impacted and influenced by all the activities around us, by the requirements, by the customer, by the development practices, by the release practices, by you name it. You know, all these different people, how it's supported, all these things influence it. And leadership is about working across those pieces, not typecasting yourself to one thing. It's about being open, being flexible, um, influencing where you can, not just within a title that you've been given. That's a really interesting point because, you know, we're talking about leadership and, and how we're, you know, we're influencers, but also when you put the word test in front of it, because, you know, if we're test leaders, we're, we probably have come up through um, through the testing fraternity, the testing career path, and we are testers. Mm -hmm. And part of being a tester is kind of being across everything in, in an organization. If you're, in my opinion, a conscientious tester, you will try and learn outside of just your single track. You'll learn a little bit about the organization. So you get, hey, Chris, context. And you get context for the for the, the 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 wider the wider organization, and that's important. So yeah, as a test leader, that's that I think that's even that's doubly important because as a leader, you know, what, what, one of the things you are is a, is a is a filter of information, and so you know you take the take the word from God, and you bring it down to the to to your team, and you say, hey, everybody, this is what the way we're going. This is the direction that the higher ups think, but also you take what they're thinking up upwards, but also you go you go outwards as well, don't you? You got to go to the other parts of the organization. I mean, one of the things I found when I was um, uh, a test lead in an in in an organization a while back was. Uh, um, I sat in a meeting and they were like, okay, and and you know, I'm summarizing here. It's like, okay, we're gonna make all this area of the website purple. And I went, Well, that's that's really cool. And my testers can help you uh test that 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 you're gonna make that purple. But those guys over there are really dead set on making it red. And they've got a whole project that they're in the middle of that they're gonna make it red. And this person went, How the hell do you know that? It's like, because it's my job to know. 
the breadth of the or, or breadth of the organization so i can best represent you and uh, and and lead my testers to 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 best represent the organization or best help the organization so yeah the you know as a tester as a test lead you still you have to have that um that sort of try and get that broader view it can be a hard job as a leader because you're often thrown in as we said earlier to a degree you could be new to the company new to the area because you've shown some promise in doing something someone then sees the potential and goes you can handle the next thing so they throw you into another uh, bundle of fun i'll call it um to kind of deal with that situation because you've shown that when it's tough you'll learn you'll adapt you'll take a lead role in the actual outcome so that means actually other opportunities come your way and this is sometimes how leadership roles can snowball um, about kind of seeing opportunities, taking them, grasping them, how you tackle these things often ends up defining the leaders. If you, you know, seem to solve the problem, if you bring the people on with you, then you'll find that your opportunities are created around you almost. And it sometimes can throw you to a too deeper end. It can sometimes break you. I think that's fair to point out that, you know, we talked about imposter syndrome. Um, sometimes it's not imposter. Sometimes you have been pushed too far. And it is a very hard skill to know when that happens. And the honest, from the people I know, the first few times they didn't know until afterwards is the honest answer. They learned from failure. So be careful, I guess. It's good to lead. It's good to take on. It's good to be proactive. Know your limitations. Um, seek help, I think, is the best one. Speak to your peers. If you don't have peers, if you don't have peers, try and find some i think is the best thing i can probably advise you talk to the community i would say yeah there's a wider community yeah. out there god seek a mentor holy hell well it doesn't have to be someone in your role this is the thing like i've had yeah. line managers anyway. most of my life the aren't testers but i've always been able to talk to them about the the work the problem they can't see it from a tester's eye but they can talk from a, a personal perspective and 90 percent of the time if not more that's the support i've needed not an expertise but a people-related experience. So don't worry about that. It will happen. As a leader, you'll have hiccups. I think Shay's experiences at the start, you know, he didn't have the greatest experiences with the way he learned from things. I've had some good leaders, and I've also come across some shockers. Um, and it's shaped, and it does. But seek help, seek advice, even from other people around you, because it can actually make a big difference. The other thing to call out is... You know, leadership doesn't have a job role as such. Yes, there's there's test lead roles, there's manager roles. But the other key thing to realize here is when you go onto that leadership path, you are almost starting at entry level again on a different career path. It isn't a case of, oh, you're the best tester in the company, therefore we're going to make you the test lead and you're going to be brilliant at it because you are looking at a completely different role from day one. You go from being in the, re in the weeds, in the detail, knowing how to test everything to suddenly you're looking after the people you're expected to look at things strategically. You're thinking about things. You're like, you like you say, said Russell and Shay, you both say that glue work, that that's, that's exactly, exactly it. You are, you, you suddenly become the glue, not just for your team, but for the wider organization in different areas. So 
it's about understanding that and that's where imposter syndrome can work in your favor as well if you start realizing that actually i am on a new career path now i am not i'm not i might be the best tester but now i'm starting from fresh i need to take those skills to help me move forward but i'm not expecting to be perfect from day one on a leadership journey yeah and and you know uh... One of the things I don't, I, I, I haven't had until until very recently is is someone is is somebody who's not not officially mentoring me, but someone who who I I sort of chat with informally, who I'd I'd class as a mentor, and um, I think it's I think if if I have one one piece of advice to somebody coming coming into the leadership journey or on their leadership journey and doesn't have it at the moment is perhaps find someone to to chat with on a regular basis about about their situation it's not not necessarily about leadership but but find that sort of mentorship kind of area where you, where you're able to just sort of say hey look i had if i had this this situation this week with this this person and i wasn't wasn't i'm not sure how to deal with it you know, it's the old talk to the wall kind of thing. If you talk to the wall and you might, you, you probably come up with an answer. If you talk to somebody who's outside of your general circle of inf influence, you may come up with, a, with, with, with the answers. So I'd love, I'd, I'd love to have a formal leadership mentor. I, I must admit, I'd love to have someone who is leadership savvy, who's able to mentor me to be a better leader, because I think, I think that would be something fun and interesting to explore, but just, find someone who's who, who's uh, who you're able to confide in and, and go down that journey together I, I i agree with that and i have i have had someone this last year to help me with leadership that's actually sitting in a finance team rather than sitting in you know even in our area and just being able to talk leadership stuff and look resilience has been a big thing talking about that and understanding that from someone who's not in our our bubble who doesn't get the testing world doesn't need to get the testing world actually they look at it from a from a completely different angle and it's pure leadership discussion and it's been brilliant it really has opened my eyes to to what makes a good leader so i absolutely agree with that share and i'd recommend that so it is probably time we wrap up but before we do i want to say one final thing because i'm wrapping up i get do we have to <laughs> well we do otherwise this could be a three-hour oh. episode but mine was there's one thing i've learned about leadership and it's something I need to remind myself of from time to time, which is this. You don't have to know everything. You can say you don't know. Um, Absolutely. And that it's it's one of the most important lessons. It took me a long time to learn was not having an answer. I can talk forever. I can answer everything. Um, sometimes I need to say I don't know. Um, so that was my final point before we're going to wrap up. Now, I think we've spawned lots of ideas here for future episodes. So you're going to hear more about this. I'm sure. And it's something that's passionate. We're all leaders. We're all passionate about leading people. So you will hear more. But please stay tuned. Listen for future episodes. Or go back through our back catalogue. That's also fine. Um, you can reach out to us. Uh, contact us at testingpeers.com. Um, you can also find us at LinkedIn, Facebook. I think we're around there. We're on definitely on Twitter still. And we're on Patreon. But yeah, feel free what, to reach no out to us. On. Bloody hell. No, we haven't quite gone to Mastodon yet, but I'm sure it was talked about. It might happen. And I'm not sure if that's actually picked up. And some people have moved off it again already. Anyway, so feel free to reach out, obviously watch our back catalogue or listen. 
because watching it might be more of a challenge. So on that bombshell, good night. Or good morning. Or evening. For now, it's goodbye from the testing peers. Goodbye. Goodbye.